welcome to Fuel to Thrive. This is a podcast all about nutrition, running, and motherhood. Today, we have an awesome guest on the show. Her name is Neely Spence Gracie, and we are here today to talk to her a little bit more about her life as a runner and a mother and a business owner. She does it all. So super excited to dive in with Neely. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I was so excited when you reached out and congrats on kicking this whole new venture off. Thanks. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's been so fun. I think this is like such a great way to connect with people. It's just good to hear stories. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Neely, for those who may not know you. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Neely Spence Gracie. I am a mom to two crazy boys. Uh, Athens is three and a half and Rome is nine months. Um, so they take up most of my energy. Um, and then in my spare time, <laughs> um, I am a coach for my business, Get Running Coaching, and I'm a runner um, trying to qualify for my fourth Olympic trials um, in the marathon distance for 2024. Um, and then recently, I just published a book. So that's Amazing. kind of what I've been up to. These days. Just a little, you know, just a few things. I'm also a wife. I kind of forget <laughs> about that part sometimes. Um, sorry, uh, Dylan. Um, and yeah. Uh, that's awesome. But That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, so that's me. I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about like what, cause Athens is three and a half. You said now, um, which is crazy. Cause I remember meeting him when he was just a babe. Um, just tell us a little bit about what that transition from like motherhood, I mean, are really running to motherhood has been like. Yeah. You know, obviously the first time was much harder than a second yes. time around. Um, <laughs> I think no matter who you are or what you're doing pre kids, um, it's always a transition. Totally. Um, you know, it's just so happens that my job was being a professional yep. runner. And so your body is kind of like an essential component to that. Yep. So <laughs> kind of switching gears into pregnancy, I had a more challenging pregnancy yeah. and I wasn't able to run. And so it was a little bit of like an identity crisis type yeah. thing um, that I went through during that pregnancy. And then, you know, there's nothing ever guaranteed on the other sure. side of it. Sure. And so, um, you know, I had high hopes that I would be like back to racing and like, yeah. you know, gain that fitness quickly. And that's definitely not what happened. Yeah. So, um, that yeah. was hard and disappointing. And I definitely went through lots of like ups and downs yeah. and more down um, than ups for sure. Um, but I will say, you know, on the other side of it, like my perspective is so much better. Mm, and yeah. I, I totally feel like if I had the perspective I have now with the yeah. time that I had pre-kids, like I could be an amazing athlete. Yeah. Um, so I know that that will kind of collide um, yeah, yeah. someday uh, as I gain, you know, more time and independence um, yeah. again. But for right now, I'm like really enjoying the the chaos that is my yes. life <laughs> with two little guys. And um, yeah, the second time was, was a lot easier because yeah. I had so much more confidence in yeah, yeah. myself, um, and in just the situation as a whole. Yeah, um, totally. so yeah, I would say yeah. that the, the first time around was real rough though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big transition. It's not like you think it's like, oh, I see all these women running while they're still pregnant. And then you realize like how hard it is. 
And especially as like a business owner too. So you're not only pregnant and trying to run, but also run a business and that's more stress on your body. So you like, you feel a lot. I mean, that's what I've been feeling. I'm like, I'm tired. I mean, the fatigue is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Like I am, I am an energizer bunny. Like I don't need a ton of sleep. You know, I used to talk to pro athletes all the time. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, I nap two hours every day and I sleep nine hours at night. And I was like, what? And (laughs) you know, I I can run hundred plus mile weeks and, you know, thrive on eight hours a night. Um, like I I literally can't sleep more than that. My body wakes up on its own and this is pre kids. And now I'm like, yeah, a solid six, solid six is good. (laughs) Like as long as we only wake up like two or three times during that time, like that's actually not bad. Yes. Um, and I know that that will change like as I kind of get back into, um, training more seriously. Um, however, you know, I think that, that, that fatigue when pregnant was insane. I mean, I've never been a napper. I napped. There were times by 10 AM I would need a nap. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And that was hard the second time um, because I have a two-year-old at that point, you know, and it was like, you don't get to nap. Um, and I would just die. There were days where like, I would put him down at seven and I would go to bed myself because I was just like, I can't. I don't blame you. Um, (laughs) So, and then, yeah, like, you know, obviously with work and everything, trying to run a business, um, like you helped me out, um, whenever Athens was a baby, um, just so that I could have like focused time to answer emails. Right. Yeah. And so, um, for those of you, like Joe was, um, training in Colorado for like a couple months and, uh, she lived right down the street. And so she would come over like a couple of days a week and like watch Athens for a couple hours. So I could like have set time to get some stuff done. So it was pretty awesome. Um, and so I, I realized quickly that like I needed help because yeah, when Athens yeah. was born, like it was just me and I yep. did everything um, for the business. Um, and now I have two assistant coaches yes. and it, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Um, you know, like you can never predict like how many emails are going to yeah. be in your inbox. Yep. Right. So it's like, you might need an hour one day and you might yep. need three hours another totally. day. And so having that like help yeah. allows for the work to still be completed yeah, no matter yeah. what. And like to re- relieve that stress totally. um, on just one person. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, now that you have two boys, what were some of the things you feel like you learned from the first one that you kind of like learned from? And then the second one was different. Like how did the second pregnancy look different from the first? I'm so glad you asked that because honestly, I am so glad that I had two very yeah. different pregnancies. Oh, that's good. Um, I think if both of my pregnancies had been as hard as my first with yeah. Athens, um, like I would have a very negative yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> idea yes. as to like this all. Um, and it actually was kind of perfect um, because when I was writing the book, um, one of the chapters is called mm-hmm. ready, set, grow. Awesome. And so it's on pregnancy and postpartum running. And, um, in that chapter, 
I think that I would have been like, well, if you're trying to run, like good luck because it <laughs> yeah, yeah. doesn't work out very well. Um, the first time, you know, yeah, if yeah. I only had like the experience with Athens, but then my second pregnancy, I ran every single day. Wow. That's awesome. And so it was just, it was a night and day type of yeah. thing. Um, you know, I didn't go far. I didn't go yeah. fast. Like, yeah. By the end I was doing like one to two miles at yeah. 10 minute pace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was running 90 miles at, yeah you know, seven minute pace when yep. I got pregnant. So it was like a very dramatic shift. Um, yeah. but I think that was the biggest thing was with Athens. Um, I went from being a pro runner to like pregnant body changing yeah. hormones, you know, like not being myself anymore. Yeah. Um, and not being in control of myself yeah. because yeah. pregnancy, like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but there's like no rhyme or reason behind oh, why you feel bad 100%. Some days and, like, good other days. Um, so it's like when you're training, um, normally not pregnant, it's yeah. like, if you take care of yourself, if you get your rest, yep. if you eat well, if you're well hydrated, if you give your body a little yep. love, your body works for you. Yep. Yep. Um, and you have good runs like in pregnancy and running. It's like, you can feel like crap and <laughs> guess what? Like you did everything right. There's literally yes. nothing else yes. you could have done. Um, uh. so I had to just like accept each day yeah, yeah. as it came and have like zero expectation. Yeah. And when I had no expectations and what I did was my goal from the beginning was I'm just going to run a mile. Mm, once I get to a I mile, I would decide if I keep going. Yeah. And so I would give myself that opportunity. And there were some days where I was like, eh, I'm going to turn around and go home. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there are other days where like, I think at like 31 weeks or something, I ran like 11 miles. Oh my like, gosh. That's awesome. Do that? Yeah. But like, you felt you know, good. Yeah. I just felt good on the day and I just kept yeah. going. Um, but then I had other days where I was like, no, a mile's all I got today. Yep. And yep. so I was just in my body. I had, you know, I, I was just like, not stressed one yeah. way or the other. Yeah. About it. Um, and then I also was fine running slow. Yeah. And I think that made a big mm, difference so too. Good. Cause with Athens, I was like, what's the point? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, should I, even be running? I could pr- basically walk this fast. Yes. Um, where this time around, I was like, I'm just happy to be out yeah. and I'll yeah. go as slow as I need to go. And it's fine. And you know what? There are times where I take walk breaks and yeah. that was fine. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I'd walk for three, I'd walk for 10 minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just depended how I felt. That's um, awesome. And I think just having that like a lot less pressure, less stress, um, relaxed approach made a big difference for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like that's a big thing too. Like even, you know, as I'm in this season of pregnancy, I like see all these athletes that are still running and I'm like, how are you running 40 miles a week right now? I'm like, I'm so tired for that. And you feel this pressure to like, want to keep up. And Mm -hmm. I think the reality is like, everyone is different. And also like, you're right. There's no rhyme or reason for how you feel one day. And so you're like, going out with like no pressure on like what you're about to do and just being okay. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm going to run a 10 minute pace. Great. Going to be a mile. Great. But yeah, that's hard. It's hard because you see so much out there that's competing for that. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of like the challenge with social media, I think is like, we can see what other people are doing and then we feel bad about ourselves. Um, and so it's a tricky balance too. Cause like, yeah, I could be the person making someone feel bad. Totally. Totally. Right. Like, oh yeah, I ran every day of my pregnancy. And someone's yeah. like, ah, are you <laughs> me? this is terrible. So I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to anyone. <laughs> no, no, out no, there you're good. The, um, but what I found is it really helped me mm-hmm. to 
follow people who were in front of me. Yeah. So yeah. like someone who maybe was like two years down the line. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of someone who was like right there with me or like, you know, that's yeah. so good. Um, and so for me, like, you know, Sarah Vaughn is like yes, a great example, yes, right? Um, she has a two-year-old. Yep. And so her youngest is two. My youngest is nine months. Like uh-huh. it's really cool to see what she's been doing yep, now yep. that like she has the time to focus yep. on yep. her own training. Yep. Um, and so she's someone that's like super inspiring yeah. to me as a result of that. But it's really hard to follow someone who's like right there because yep. Yep. Oh, they already did a workout, but yeah. they did like a <laughs> totally. longer run than I've done, totally. you know? And so that makes it harder. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that's such a good perspective too. Cause like the people that make me feel most at ease are those who are like ahead of the game and just like, yeah, this is what I did. And I've heard so many runners that are like, yeah, I took the whole pregnancy off and didn't run. And they were like, it comes back so fast, you know, like obviously it takes time. It's not like nine day, but it's also not no, as no. long as we think, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it can feel long in the moment, yes. but then you look percent like, that was actually like a very short amount of time yeah. in the yeah. scheme of things. Yeah. And so totally. like having that perspective is so key. And yeah. also I found like, you know, this time around in my like postpartum running, yeah. um, like I've just been so mellow about it mm, because awesome. like, you know, I know, and I have like the confidence in myself now, um, that I know, like when my body's ready, it clicks, it happens and like, I'll feel great again. Um, and you know, there's obviously like markers that I know I need to be able to like hit, um, before I can like make my running more serious. And so one of those for me has been like, I have to be able to like strength train twice a week. Um, and Cause I know that like, that is going to keep me healthy. Yep. Yep. Um, and I have, it's kind of gone. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like good about once a week, but twice a week is still kind of hard. Yeah, so I yeah. know that's like a sign that like, okay, until I can do that, I cannot do like any, you know, structure yeah. workout. Type yeah. Things. Yeah. Um, and oh, that's so wise. You know, so there's just like little things like yeah. that. Um, like I know that I need to be able to like see my PT yeah. and like go to the chiropractor yeah. and like different things like to support my body. Yeah. And right now I'm like, I don't know where I would fit that in. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I have to have childcare to do that. Yep. And how does this work? You know, like, um, and so I like I have these things that like yeah. once I can successfully get all of this stuff in, then I know I'm in a p- position where like I can support my body yeah. well yeah. enough so that it can do what I want it to do. Yeah, for um, sure. So, you know, just like not forcing it, I guess, yeah. is like yeah. a key in, that's awesome. on the other side. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so this is kind of like backtracking a little bit, but I know you did run at the 2020 Olympic trials after having Athens. How is that process? Because I'm sure it was not what you expected. And um, yeah, I mean, I remember being there as well. So it's like, it's a lot of feelings. Yeah. That was two years ago. How was that process for you? What did you learn from that? Yeah. So Athens turned 17 months Okay. or 19 months, Okay. 19 months, the day of the Olympic trials. Um, and so, you know, I kind of had that date in my mind, like from the time he was born, like, okay, I have exactly 19 months till the start line, you know, type yeah. of thing. And at the time that felt like a lot of time. Um, but unfortunately, um, 
I had like a decent first six months um, after I had Athens, but then I kind of transitioned to like, you know, focusing really intensely on training at that point. And I don't think I was really ready um, from like that six month point on. Um, I think I needed to give myself like more time to just build up like a stronger base since I had taken so much time off. Um, and like your body is not your, your, it's not the same. Like when you have a baby and you're coming back, like, um, and I kind of approached it like, it's like an injury. Like, you know, you're injured, you take time off, you like take these steps, you come back. Um, but it was so different than that because like when you're injured, like you're still the same person and like your lifestyle is still the same. Um, versus like when you have a baby, like everything changes, your body changes, your mindset changes, like your whole lifestyle, your everything, um, shifts. And so, um, you know, I just didn't know that. And, it was like a tough transition trying to get back into it. Yeah. And I just really wasn't ready to do like workouts yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was just trying to force it because I was like, yeah. I want to race. Like I, yeah. I need to get back into things. Um, and so that like 20, so Athens was born in the summer of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I was like really good and like, you know, really conservative through the end of 2018. And then once 2019 hit, I was like, all right, let's do this. And my mind said, yes, my my body said no. Um, and so I just had like one, like little injury after another. Finally, I fractured my femoral neck. Um, and so I was like out for four months because they were like, Oh, you need to go on crutches. And I was like, how am I supposed to be on crutches? I have a one-year-old and he's walking and like, I have people to carry (laughs) him around and keep up. Yes. It was just, it didn't work. Um, so I like, couldn't rest the way that I needed to rest to recover. Um, so it was just like such a hot mess. But after that, I was like, I don't even know if I want to keep running. Like this has just been like such a disaster and emotionally like so destroyed. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of just got into this, like, I just want to be able to run five miles, yeah. um, like with some friends yeah. and yeah. like, that is something that I enjoy. And like, I'm not tired the rest of yeah. the day. And like, it's, you know, a nice little like routine for yeah. like my health, mental and physical, you know? So that was kind of my goal, like that whole fall of 2019. Yeah. And then in November of 2019, I was like, um, you know what? I really want to qualify for the Olympic trials yeah. and I'm actually feeling good. Like, yeah. I think maybe I'll give it a go. And so I signed up for Houston and it. it was just like, well, I'll give myself six weeks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. ended up being. Um, and it worked. That's and awesome. There I was like, yeah. Um, so I qualified for, for the trials, um, kind of like all on a last yeah. minute yeah. whim, yeah. but you know, oh, yeah. That's it awesome. happened. So yeah. Yeah. I was really proud to just be there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it was like such an accomplishment to just even make it to, you yeah. know, the start line. Um, yeah. but that, awesome. uh, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. it was <laughs> not my fastest race. Um, and it was, you know, not my, 
not the race that I felt the strongest or yeah. most excited. Yeah. About. Yes, <laughs> of course. But I was just really happy um, with the whole process. Yeah, I guess that's that, awesome. Like it was even possible. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women talk about that, like just shame, you know, changing your perspective of like, Hey, after pregnancy, you know, like this is a success just to be here. You know, like so many women that are like, oh, I just made it to the starting line and I'm so happy, you know, versus yeah, I like, totally had to shift from like, yeah. yeah, I wanted to be a PR. I wanted to, yeah. be, you know, yeah. like I had to totally shift my, my approach um, yeah. to like, okay. Like I ran nine minutes slower than my PR, yeah, but yeah. I qualified for the yes, trials and yes. like, that was the goal. And like, yeah. I had written that goal down. And yeah. so that was the one that I went for, you know, yeah. instead of, um, you know, it being like the, the Cinderella story that I yes. was, <laughs> yes, right. I had to kind of claw my way to get yeah. there, but yeah. you know, sometimes those are like the, the most proud moments yeah. that we have. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Any advice you would give? Cause there, I know are plenty of women who are in the same shoes as you were then. And like, or my, I think we'll be on a similar timeline. Um, our baby's due in August. And so trials are in oh, yeah. yep, 2024. Um, yeah. any advice you'd give to women out there who are in that season who are like, Hey, I have big lofty goals. Um, and I'm, I'm coming from motherhood, like anything you would tell them like mistakes you made or like things that you wish you would have done differently. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, you know, we all want to have like linear pr progress yeah, after, 100%. you know, yep. it's like, you know, we had our baby, the baby's out, like let's start that build up, and, yeah. you know, let's get from where we are now to where we want to be. Um, and that's just like not realistic yeah. um, because there's so many like factors that yeah. play into it. Um, and there's so many things that we no longer control, yeah. um, that, you know, as much as we want to like force to yep. go the way we want them yep. to, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, and so my, my biggest advice is like, don't make plans yeah. first year, <laughs> That's like smart. that first year, be really conservative, yeah. give yourself all the time, grace, love you need, yeah. because once your body is ready, it will happen for you, yeah. but nothing good will come yeah. from rushing that process. Yeah. yeah. That's so wise. I see that with so many of like the athletes I work with, you know, even in the nutrition world that are trying to like force stuff until their body is like healed and recovered. And usually that does more harm than good and provides more setbacks mm -hmm. when you're like, okay, I'm going to go for it. Even though my body's like not ready for this. And yeah, I think that's a really wise piece of advice. No matter, honestly, if you're coming back from injury or pregnancy or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. So I love that. Um, okay. So you mentioned your book, which I'm super excited for. Um, and when does it officially launch or like, when does it release? Yeah. So our release date is April 30th okay. right now. Exciting. Um, yes, we're very excited about it. There was, we were hoping to honestly have it released, um, by Boston time, mm -hmm. but, um, 
they're just like everywhere um, yeah. <laughs> in every single industry. There are delays. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, and there's some kind of paper shortage. Yep. And I was like, of course there is. Um, so yeah, our, our initial hope was early April, but now okay. we're at the end of April, okay. Okay. Um, which is fine. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so the book launches um, April 30th. Exciting. Give or take a little bit. Um, and yeah, we're really pumped about it. I have a co-author. Her name nice. is Cindy Kuzma. Okay. Um, and some of you guys may have read um, articles from her. Um, she writes a lot for Women's Running and Women's awesome. World. Um, and she also has another book called awesome. Rebound. Okay. Uh, about like um, the mental training mm. and side of oh. sports injury. Yes. It's like a really, really good book um, for anyone who That's awesome. has free um, as an athlete. Uh, and so it was really helpful because she has done this before. Uh, awesome. And so she was able to really help guide me yeah. through it. Um, and we were able to really work together well. So um, yeah, I'm, That's I'm really so excited. Exciting. Uh, yeah. The, the full title is Breakthrough Women's Running, uh, mm-hmm. Dream Big and Train Smart. Nice. Um, and so the, the premise of it is that it is for women. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would say there's two key chapters that are specifically for women. Um, one being a female hormone chapter and then one being the pregnancy and post okay. chapter. Nice. So those two are like really essential, um, for female athletes. Um, and then all the other chapters are like, you know, important things that will help you be a successful runner, That's um, awesome. like the sports psychology side of things, yep. um, breathing rhythms, fueling, uh, goal setting, yeah. that type of thing. Um, and then, um, we highlight a professional, um, female runner, uh, at the end of each chapter. Awesome. So awesome. we have little stories from Emily Infeld, awesome. Molly Huddle, um, uh, Nell Rojas, awesome. people who, um, you know, I think everyone's going to be excited to yeah. kind of yeah. read, um, and learn from, yeah. um, them as well as my own stories that, you know, are kind of laced throughout the book. That's awesome. And what inspired this? Like what made you want to write this book? Yeah, the whole thing, I just got super lucky. Um, so in college, I always tried to find a book like this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I really wanted there to be something about like females and coaching and running and there's just like nothing. Um, and so I was a communication major and Mm -hmm. a coaching minor. And so I was like, someday I want to write this book about coaching and like from a female perspective and all this stuff. Um, and so this was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and in March of 2020, so two years ago, um, I got an email from human kinetics and Cindy, um, and they were like, Hey, we want this book written. Yeah. Will you be a part of it? And I was like, is this real? Like, what <laughs> is going awesome. on? <laughs> um, awesome. And so I reached out to both of them and like, we kind of started talking and um, 
it was just kind of like a dream come true. So awesome. <laughs> here we so are awesome. two years later. Yeah. It's actually happening. That's so great. So what were like some of like the challenges of writing a book? Cause I feel like that's a big undertaking and super awesome, but also you have a full schedule. So <laughs> how did you make time yeah, for this? Yeah. You know, honestly, I think the blessing in disguise was that I got pregnant and yeah. accidentally, um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, it kind of took the stress off of my own yeah. training. Yeah. So I was able to put that time into That's the awesome. book. Yeah. Um, so, you know, things always work out for a reason. Yeah. And I would say that that was something that kind of worked out well. Um, That's awesome. I also just don't know how to settle. And so yeah, I'm I feel that kind of psychotic and <laughs> I do more than I should. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel that it's hard to like hit pause and like slow down. It's so hard. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's so exciting. So any like specific story or like, you know, process of writing this that stood out to you while you were doing it? Um, you know, I think that the biggest thing for me was creating something that I would have wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like my approach from the beginning mm -hmm. um, was like, I really strive to be like transparent, yeah. authentic, sometimes yeah. an overshare um, <laughs> and for better or worse, you know, <laughs> I, <feel ya. laughs> I, like, I think that I need to make sure that my personality comes through yeah. the pages of the yeah. book. I am not a good reader, honestly. I haven't read a book yet this year. Okay. Um, okay. And yeah, well, I see everyone's like, <laughs> I've read 20 <laughs> right. books in right. my whatever. And I'm like, I fall asleep every time I read. <laughs> yes. So um, I do not get through books very easily. Plus, I still have a baby in our room, so I can't yep. actually turn the light on. So yep. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> um, so anyways, <laughs> side note, I was like, <laughs> I want a book that is engaging enough yeah. that I would read it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and awesome. I was like, I know that human kinetics is, you know, kind of originated as like a textbook company. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, you're not going there. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> not going to be a textbook format. Yeah. It needs to be colorful and fun and full yeah. of stories and useful information. Yeah. Um, but it needs to like be visually aesthetic yeah. and it needs to be engaging. Yeah. Um, and so I was very clear from the beginning that like, I needed those things in the book yeah. and they like super met me where I was That's there, awesome. um, and supported that vision, yeah. um, all the way through. And so the pages are very colorful. Um, and I, Cindy and I kind of worked together to create like an organized layout for awesome. each chapter. So each chapter kind of like has a flow okay. um, where we start with like a personal story that relates to the topic. Okay. Um, and then that kind of flows into like awesome, maybe some more information yeah. and like research and science and like, you know, how you might use yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in your running specifically yeah. to this other pro athlete story yeah. and how it impacted them to at the end, a like cliff notes, here are three possible things that you might mm -hmm. be dealing with. And here's three ways to help. That's and cool. So try these. 
Um, And so we kind of did that same structure then for each chapter. And that was really important to me because I wanted it to be like feel organized. um, And like, as people read, they kind of knew what to expect and what was coming based on like the consistent flow throughout. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish there have been word or would have been more books like this growing up. Like it would have been so helpful to be like somewhat informed versus I feel like when we grew up, it was like a time of just like, well, you know, women are small boys just run like whatever they do. And you're like, we are so different and our bodies are so different. And so what it takes for us to be performing optimally is so different than even a male. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. 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 And I think like, it was just so, so eye-opening over the past couple of years to like see how my body, um, like has completely changed along with the mindset too. Um, you know, I never appreciated my body the way that I do now. Um, I always found flaws in it and, um, you know, I was very self-critical and it's like incredible kind of, you know, when I look back from 2017 when I got pregnant with Athens to that whole pregnancy, to that whole recovery, to the whole injury thing, to the other side of that, to racing the Olympic trials, to being in what I believe was the best shape I've ever been in before. Um, but no race to show because it was 2020 to getting pregnant again (laughs) to, you know, where I am now. Um, And it's just like mind blowing. Um, so, you know, I think that it's, it's important to share stuff like that because I think other people feel it. Um, but the thing I've noticed the most about being a mom is that as soon as I verbalize something, I realize how I'm not alone in that. And like, it's totally people feel that exact same way. Um, and I think, you know, that's something that we can all kind of learn from whether we're a parent or not. Um, because talking about things, um, just really provides like an opportunity for us to feel more supported and more heard and like more understood. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's so good. I feel like so much of my life, the more I share, the more liberated I feel. And you're like, I'm not alone in this. And Mm -hmm. you also realize like, I was thinking this when you were talking about like how you've learned to appreciate your body so much more. And I've been so shocked by that during pregnancy where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm growing a human life. This is so amazing where, you know, I come from a past of struggling with eating disorders. So like for so long, I actually feared getting pregnant because I was like, my body's going to change and I'm not going to be okay with it. And how Mm -hmm. like now I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And I've appreciated my body in a way I never could Mm -hmm. have before. And it's like, Totally. really affirming to also heal your other women in that professional world of running and like competitive athletics be like, yeah, it's true. And I think also gives you hope that like, if there are women out there struggling with body image and afraid of getting pregnant, like it can be good, you know, and it can be a very liberating experience. I know it's not totally. that way for everyone, but yeah, no. And I would say like similar to you in a sense that like, I feel I feel like I struggled, um, you know, with exactly what you, uh, kind of went through, um, you know, with being very afraid of gaining weight at all. Um, and 
you know, yes, I cared about my running and my performance, yeah. but I also was like, I can't not run because I'll gain weight. Yeah. You know, yeah. that type of totally. thing. Totally. Um, like just a very like, you know, muddled mind there. Yep. Um, and then I feel like, you know, probably I had three, three years or so before I got pregnant where I was like, in an okay state, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I consistently got my period, like my body was healthy enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't feel like my mind was still yeah, like hundred yeah. percent there. Um, and I definitely would say having kids, um, and like seeing what my body can do, yeah. um, has completely transformed that. So cool. And this is by far like the healthiest, my body has felt, but yeah. also the healthiest my mind has been yeah. in, you know, probably That's 12, awesome. 12 years, you yeah. know, like since That's I started awesome. like yeah. training yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we just forget like how much to like our mindset affects, you know, so much of that and how we perform. And like for so many women, I think that is just, and men too, like, I know men struggle with this as well, but like, we get so caught up in that like mindset of like, you know, I need to be a certain size to race competitively. And that is actually like the biggest thing holding us back from like breakthroughs and like seeing, you know, great performance in our body, what our body actually is capable of. Yeah. And there's so much like internal and external pressures in that regard. Um, you know, I feel like in the sport, um, especially, but like just in society and like in our culture as well, social media. So it's kind of just like coming from all angles. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really challenging. Um, but I think it's so key to like have conversations and, you know, like everything that you're doing, um, to help women runners, um, and you know, women in general. Um, and then, you know, that's kind of what I hope this book can do too, is like be yet another, like supportive, positive resource, um, to help people become healthy, strong and chase down their goals. Yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, I love that. I love hearing more stories about that. And I think the book will be so encouraging for so many women. So it's so good to hear, um, you know, before we finish with our last question, but what would, you know, like what's over the last several years, I feel like you've probably learned so much, whether that's, you know, with your journey as motherhood, also running a business, being pregnant, um, running, um, what are like some of the biggest like life lessons you feel like you've learned over the past couple of years that you would like to share with, with some other women out there? Cool. I would say the biggest one for me has been learning to ask for help. Yeah. Um, you know, I get that all the time where people are just like, you just do it all. (laughs) Like sometimes, but not well. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to, um, continually ask for help yeah. and find ways to relieve myself of yeah. some of the, the stresses that I kind of put on. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me and everyone's different here, but yeah one of the things that's been challenging for me is to navigate like who I want to be as a yeah, mom. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Dylan works full time. Yep. Um, 
Kentucky is like our main source of income, um, including things like health insurance that, you know, I don't have as a small business, um, and that type of thing. And so, you know, his work is kind of the priority for the family. And so how do I navigate like not feeling guilty for continuing my work, yeah. but also like having the time and energy to do it yeah. while also being the parent, the present parent yeah. that I yeah. want to be. Um, and there's like not a right or wrong answer yeah. here. Right. But totally. it's like, what is right for you and what yeah. you want and what's best for you and your family. Mm. Um, and so that's been like one of the the biggest things that like, I never thought of before yeah. I had kids. Um, was like, well, like, do I want a babysitter? Do I want my kids in daycare? Do I want them in school? Like how much time do I want to spend with them? How much time do I want them to spend? Like, do we want to spend as a family? How much time do I want them to spend just with their dad? You know, like there's all these like little things that I've had to kind of work and like navigate. Um, and I am very much someone who likes to be in control of things. So I struggle to like release that control, especially when it comes to my kids, because they're like the most important thing to me. Um, and so that has been like a really challenging thing. And I would say like, if I had to like give anyone advice or like give them something, something to think about as, you know, someone in your position Mm -hmm. or someone who, you know, has young kids and like, isn't quite happy with where they're at or like, what's, you know, what dynamic they have set up is like, you know, what do you, what do you Mm -hmm. want as um, a parent and like, what makes sense for you guys? Um, and, uh, you know, there are certain things that I have learned, like we get HelloFresh every week yeah. because that love it. takes stress off of me. Yep. Um, yep. And we have a house cleaner that comes yep. every other week because that takes stress off yeah. of me. And it takes stress off of my relationship with Dylan yep. um, because I'm not like upset and he's not upset. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, we're not like, trying to just like <laughs> juggle everything all yeah. the time. Um, and so you know, it was, it was a tricky thing to kind of yeah. learn and figure out, um, early on. And I feel like we're in like a pretty good place with it now. That's um, awesome. but you know, for me, it was like, I still really want to be able to work and yeah. I still really want to be able to like pursue these goals. Um, but I also want to be a present parent. And yeah. so what does that look like to yeah. me? Um, yeah. and so we have a babysitter that comes four days a week okay. nice. um, to help out, um, for a couple hours each day. And, um, Athens goes to preschool. Um, and so, you know, we've like navigated a yeah. couple things. Um, and it's kind of like an always like ever changing process, yeah, but sure. really long answer to your question. <laughs> I love it. Um, so good. But you know, it was just, it's, I think that's the whole thing has been just yeah. like something that I never thought of, um, yeah. or like probably couldn't even have figured out until I had yeah. kids and like oh, that makes we were total sense. in that position. Yeah. And then I had to kind of navigate the path. Yeah. And I, I went through like so much guilt and like yeah. frustration and stress and anxiety surrounding it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just encourage people to like, be okay with yeah. what you want and trying to yeah. figure out how to make that happen yeah. Um, yeah. and ask for help along the way. Um, <laughs> so that, <laughs> I love you, that. Know, you guys can like, so you can have the like relationship that yeah. you want with your partner yeah. and with your kids and, you know, 
have a yeah. life where you feel like you have the right balance um, yeah. when it yeah. comes to like work, life, family, yeah. everything. Yeah. That's so good. What, like, you know, for people navigating that, like, what are some of the big questions you think they should ask themselves in order to like figure that out? Yeah. Well, for us, like we don't have family close by. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that, you know, is hard. Um, yeah. and I think that's something, you know, to definitely like consider whenever you mm-hmm. have kids, like, yep. um, if do you have family and if you don't have family, then who are your go-to people? Yeah. Who are yeah. the people that can kind of step in, you know, will always be there to help you if you mm-hmm. need help. Um, and then, you know, creating a support system Yeah, who's in that support system, who's in that network around you. Um, and, you know, I know for me, like I did, um, mops, okay. moms of preschoolers, mm-hmm. um, through like a local church when nice. Athens was a baby. Um, and that was a huge sense of community yeah. for me because they met twice a month and it's just a bunch of moms, yeah. and, you know, we got together and had brunch and like, we're able to talk and like have that support. And like, that's where I really started to realize like, Oh, so many people feel the same way. I feel. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, um, you know, then like you probably will do this after you have your baby, but like setting up a meal train, um, is like the best gift you can ever get. Um, if no one has done it for you, I will set up a meal train (laughs) for you. Um, And so that is like, you know, just a key, like having these little bits of support. And so I would say like the big questions are really surround like support, um, who's going to be there for you, um, because you're going to need help. You're going to need people to call. You're going to need people to rely on. Um, and that's probably the biggest one. And then as your kids get older, like, do you rely on your income, um, for, you know, your family, um, is that something that, you know, can change at all? Or is that something that is kind of a must? And then what will you do, yeah. you know, to kind of yeah. make that happen or not, you know, depending on whatever like needs you guys have. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like a pretty key thing to kind of yeah. have in place and figure it out, especially because I have Rome on the wait list, um, at Athens school. Okay. And the, the earliest opening is next January. Oh so, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um, you have to kind of plan ahead for those things. Yep. 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 Oh, I love it. That's awesome. That's so good. That's so good. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are so many women who can relate to that and feeling the same thing. I mean, I'm already feeling like just even being pregnant, like the need for support. And you're like, wow, this is such a new stage of life. So I think mm-hmm. that's so good. Mops. I forgot about that. I know that's a thing. And I know a lot of people who've done it. So yeah, I actually, I really liked it. And yeah. I totally suggested, especially for someone with like their first kid. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Sure. Yeah. That's so good. Um, okay. So last question that I ask everyone, because you know, I'm a nutritionist. Um, what's your favorite food? I love that you sent this to me early, um, (laughs) because I actually got to think about it. Um, and I still don't have like a great answer because I feel like it always is changing. I feel that. (laughs) I feel that. Yes. So, but I would say, um, like my favorite meal since I was like a little kid was homemade macaroni and cheese with stewed tomatoes and peas. Nice. And my grandma used to make it for us. Like every time we went over to her house and so every time she comes to visit, she'll make it for us. Oh, that's so Um, good. 
And that's probably one of my like favorite meals because it's like has transcended like my yes. whole life yes. of like yes. <laughs> one so of my good. favorites. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So what about, cause this is different for a lot of people. What's your favorite food post like big run or race though? Like, does that change? It's been so long since I've raced. <laughs> <laughs> it's still long really runs count. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm definitely more like, I really like breakfast yes. foods. Um, and so typically I wake up like early yeah. in the morning. Um, and I have like a piece of toast or like a waffle or something small I run. And then I have like breakfast after. Um, and so usually like after a race, most road races are in the morning. So I'm usually like in that breakfast mode. Um, so I'm much more of like a pancakes waffles type of person. Um, and so that's usually what I would go for is something like sweeter. Um, and, uh, like more carb focused. Um, and so I would say typically that's how I'll go every now and again after a race. Um, like if there's drug testing or something and it's like, oh my gosh, by the time, like you actually get anywhere, it's like, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, then I'm a lot more of like a French fries. Yeah. Yes. Um, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So Probably my two post race, but I yeah. always have ice cream. Oh, ice cream yes. is always my like after a race thing. Yes. Um, and I don't know why, but it, okay. it always it's has great. Been. <laughs> yes. It's great. You have those things that stick. I mean, I'm a big breakfast person too. So I love me some breakfast foods after runs. Oh, nice. that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Neely, thank you so much for being here. It's so good to catch up and hear more about life and just hear yeah. your story and just, yeah. How many, I know there are just so many women out there who can relate and who've walked through similar shoes and yeah. So, so thanks. Thanks for being here. And thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. This is really fun. I'm, yeah. I enjoyed chatting with you and, um, if there's anything I can do to help you at all and support you, let me know. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. And guys check out her book breakthrough. Um, it is coming April 30th. So be on the lookout for that. Is it, where would it, where will it be available? Neely? Yeah. So it's available for presale, um, okay. through, uh, Amazon. Awesome. Um, just search breakthrough women's running and you can find it. Um, and then on my personal website, getrunningcoaching.com, I have a link. Um, and I'll also starting in may have signed copies available there. That's so exciting. Uh, so great. Check it out friends. Um, Neely, thanks so much for being here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening into our episode with Neely. I hope you found it as encouraging and relatable as I did. I know Neely's story from motherhood back to running has been such an inspiration for so many women. And if you're interested in buying her book, Breakthrough, just a reminder, you can go to Amazon and reserve it now. It's available April 30th. Thanks again for listening in and until next time.